And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Chad Foster, who during his near-death experience encountered God the Creator, which today we're going to talk about and more. Chad, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Chad, let's start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there. Okay. Um, I want to back it up just a couple days prior Sure. It, if that's okay. No problem. Um, and now I know I'm going to get judged for this, but I was using a drug to my knowledge was ecstasy. And I had been awake for roughly five to six days. I hadn't eaten anything or drinking, drank anything. And um, I was isolating myself in a spare bedroom in my house. And I had all this, this questions in my head, but I wasn't really sure where it was coming from at the time. And there was two words that kept popping into my head. What's next? And I didn't know where they were coming from, what they meant. But I soon realized that it was my soul trying to tell trying to remind me that there is much more than, than just life as we know it. There is life after death. So these two words, what's next, kept popping into my head. And I'd been up for five or six days. My body was shutting down. My body was, was starting to die. Um, my brain was eating itself. And from what I can understand, in my body's weakened state, my soul expanded my consciousness. And my soul came out of my body. And I'm sitting in the floor against the wall in the spare bedroom. And my soul floated to the right of me in the air. And it was a warm white light with a thin, warm golden light surrounding it. And I called the golden light my halo. And um, if I had to describe the shape, it was like an uh, elongated egg shape. It was just a solid light. And it started to communicate straight to my brain that it was going to leave to get help. It needed to get help because I was so lost. My soul was lost. And it, it's time for me to move on. Apparently, this is going to be my last time here. And while my soul's floating there, where the face would be, it formed my face on it. And it, the mouth never moved, but it was communicating with me that it, it wanted to go get help. So that was the near-death experience of that. But what I experienced after that was what I can only describe as an actual death experience. I then shifted into a different dimension with another earth and another me doing the exact same thing. 
and my soul went into that body. And when I went into that body, it was because my soul wanted to get help, but where it had to go, how I, how I describe it is in a near-death experience or out-of-body experience, when your soul comes outside your body, picture a rubber band on your soul and on your body. The soul can only go so far before tension pulls you back to this body. Having an actual death experience, I didn't have a tether here anymore. So I was able to go a lot further and get a lot more information. And when I shifted into that body, I had to do a life review. And it taught me a lot about emotions, karma, trauma, and everything. I had to let it all go. I had to let go of my, my trauma, my karma. Um, and I had to physically experience death because that was that body's ritual of things. That's what, what we're here to do. We live and then we die. And so I experienced that death, which I even got to see what was going to cause that body's death. It showed me that I had an aneurysm that was going to burst in the right side of my brain. And <clears throat> I didn't know it at the time, but I, at this time I was actually talking to God, the creator, but I didn't see him in that moment. Um, It's difficult to talk about. Um, so I had to do a, a life review. And I had to understand why I had to let go of everything. My trauma, bad energy, all of it. I had to let it go. And I was scared. I was scared to die. Because I didn't believe in anything. I didn't, I didn't believe it. There can't be more. And there was a lot more. And I had to say I'm ready. I, I eventually, the fear went away. I grown to love my death in that moment. And I had to say I'm ready. And when I said I'm ready, the aneurysm burst. And I could feel it in the right side of the brain burst and spread. And as soon as I felt it spread, I came outside of that body. And I got to see 15 minutes before it happened, when it happened, and up until the body was buried. I got to witness it outside of that body because that was that body's ritual. But not only that, I got to go into everyone. I got to go into my wife, my mom, my, my three-year-old son at the time. I got to feel how they felt before it happened, when they found out, all the way until that body was buried, I got to feel everything they felt. Everyone that I've ever had contact with, I got to go into them and feel how they felt when they found out, which was amazing. And it was, it was terrifying too. And since I died in that body, my soul is still here in this room. And it's, it's all this was happening at the same time because I found out a big thing that time as we know it 
it didn't operate like that over there. It, everything that ever was, is, and will be past, present, future are all happening in that current moment. And um, so all this that was happening, it, it was happening all at the same time. I can't describe it. So my soul was showing me this. And also it was telling me why I had to go into that body, why I had to physically die because where it wanted to go, where I wanted to go to get the help that I needed, I couldn't have a tether here on earth. I was gonna have to go a lot further. So then after that happened, all that happened, my soul was my my soul formed a face on it and was smiling the whole time the mouth never moved but it was communicating with me and i told my body i'll be right back i was letting my body know that it's going to be okay i'll be right back and i was looking through i was seeing my soul and looking at my body at the same time i was seeing through two different sets of eyes at the exact same moment which I, I couldn't at the moment, at the time, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I told my body, it'll be okay. I'll be right back. And when I said that as my soul, I looked up at the ceiling and I flew straight through it and went up into space. And when I went up into space, that's where I seen a round light that was the same color as my soul. It was the warm white light with the thin golden light around it. And I just recognized it. That's where I need to go. It felt familiar. And I floated up next to it. And I'm, this is right. I need to go here. So I merged with it. And when I merged with it, everything went white. And it was the strongest, warmest love that I've ever felt. I, we don't even have words to describe it. That's how good it felt to me. I can't, you can't describe how warm, loving it is. And while I'm in this light, everything's white. These two words, what's next, hit me while I'm in this light. And I woke up. I opened my eyes and was like, What's next? What do you mean? I'm in this light. Leave me alone. And as my my soul, as I described it before, I then formed my body because it was going to be easier for me not to question my soul, question the things that I needed to question. Like, what am I? What is this state I'm in? I formed my body so it could put my mind at ease a little bit. And now I'm standing in this light. And I remember he walked up from the right side of me and his mouth never moved. He was smiling the entire time, but he was communicating straight to me and he introduced himself as God, the creator. And when I give a definition of what he, what he looked like, when, when people picture Jesus or God, that's exactly what he looked like. He had sandals, a heavy uh, cream color robe tied with rope, a long white beard, long white hair. And he called himself God the creator. And 
he he wanted to show me something. So then side by side, that was a big thing. He he never led me and I never led him. When we came outside that light, the entire time we were side by side. And he took me all kinds of places. I went back in time and seen dinosaurs. And it was just a still picture, but it was a beautiful landscape and a long neck dinosaur and I was standing next to its hip with my hand on its hip. Could that have been a past life of mine? I'm not positive, but I know there's meaning to it. I just haven't discovered it yet. And he, he went with me all kinds of places, took me to the future, to, to the past, which was all at the same time. And this experience only took place within 30 or 15 to 30 minutes. But how long my soul was outside my body was hundreds of millions of years because the time, op it didn't operate the same there. Every Everything, past, present, future was right now. And it just showed me that there was an infinite amount, amounts of Earths with exactly the same thing that's going on right now is going on on these earths and then there's infinite amount of numbers where small minute details change every time that was part of the re reincarnation cycle and one of the big things i learned is when we die we do a, a life review and you look back at everything you've ever done or thought and if your life wasn't going to plan he sends you back to learn what you're supposed to learn so you can evolve. The soul wants to evolve, and, and this is like a school. It's you, But every time we come back, you can't remember anything. A veil gets pulled over your eyes. It, you can't remember who you are and where you come from. And it's so that for every experience that you have, you can – react to it a hundred percent honest in that current moment you, 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 that way when you die in this life they can be compared you can now compare other lives to see if the reactions were the same in a positive way that's that's how i, I learned that we evolve is if all of our reactions in that life are positive if you've had negative experiences and then you die when you do your life review and seeing these negative experiences, you're shown why you have to reincarnate and it's to take care of that negativity. You, you can't have that negativity about life. This is a blessing. It's all a blessing that we're here. It's all planned, but there's reasons for the reincarnation cycle. And apparently this time is going to be my last time on earth um, from from what I understand it's going to be my last time on earth and now whatever comes next I'm not sure yet I'm excited to find out but and there was a lot of information that I had that when I came back to this body it was cut off it was for two reasons one we can't understand it where we are in current evolution human form we our brains can't understand 
disinformation. And for two, if we were allowed to understand it and we came here and did use it, there are negative things that if they seen us use it, they would understand how to how it operates and how to use it. And they would alter reality because of right now, all they can do is influence reality. And an influence, you can take it or leave it. An altered reality, there's nothing you can do about it. And so when I came back to this body, I seen one of the ones that influence. And when people describe reptilian people or lizard people, that's what it, it looked like. It had a male presence and it was standing in the doorway of that spare bedroom with his arms straight out pointing at me. And when I seen him, it, it was almost like a ghost. I could see him, but I can also see through him and the wall back behind him. And I was questioning to myself, what is he doing? I mean, what is he doing your arms out pointing at me? And it was almost as I was getting a script read to me. He's trying to influence you, to corrupt you, to corrupt your mind. I think they feed off your soul. They feed, they're so negative. I think they feed off you. And when I found out what he was doing, I told him it, it's not going to work anymore. And he followed, followed me around my house for a couple days, trying to influence me because on the track that I was on, I was doing so bad and they were winning off me and I completely changed my life. I didn't believe in God. Now I do. I didn't, I didn't do the right things. Now I do. And also that same night I came outside and from around 10 feet away, all the way to the corner where Indianola and Wildwood meet, it looked like shards of glass in the air. They were slightly angled and it's almost like they were reflecting light through them. And when somebody describes little gray aliens, that's what these look like. They would come in and out of that shard. And when they seen me, their mouths didn't move either, but I can hear them talking and they were talking to each other. They looked at me and would be like, oh, he can see us. And they would go back into that shard. And I don't know where they were going, but I think they were telling other ones because as soon as they would go back in, other ones would come out and they would look at me directly at me and be like, oh, he can see us. And they would go back into that shard, which that was just, it was too much for me in the moment because I didn't believe in this. I, I did not believe in these things. And it, it showed me about, this experience really taught me a lot about emotion, uh, human emotions and why we have them. Um, you can have motions used negatively and that's a way to show the teacher that you don't understand the work. If you use them negatively, you don't understand the work. So you need to take that course again, which that in turns your reincarnation cycle. If you use emotions in a positive way, that means you did a good job and you don't have to reincarnate again. And so this experience really just taught me about love that told me that I need to put more love into the world. 
and I need to love everyone, no matter how much they judge me or hate me. I need to love everyone. And I'm no longer lost. Chad, thank you for sharing your experience with us. Yes, sir. How much time passed between the NDE and the death experience? A day, a few days, or what? Between the near-death experience and the death experience? Yes, sir. Um, all of this, all of this took place within 15 to 30 minutes. The near-death experience and the actual death experience happened in the course of 15 to 30 minutes here. Okay, so then it was the same day. Yes. During your near-death experience, you saw this golden light with a face on it. Yes. Was that you as an energy body you were looking at, or was that some complete other being? That was my soul. Because I, I didn't, I knew from the beginning, no matter if I believed in God or not, I know that I have a soul. I know all life has a soul. And that was my soul coming out of my body. And it even showed me the placement of it in my body. And it started where my skull and spine meet and followed down my spine and stopped about halfway down my spine. And it was beautiful because I got to go on the other side of me and see it glowing inside my body. Now, I'm not saying that's where everyone's soul is because I think that it can travel throughout the body every single part of your body, every cell, I think your soul can go to and fix it. I believe there's power in, in this, in believing in God. Would it be accurate to say that you had a multi-dimensional death experience? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I, I wasn't, you know, I've heard multiverse theories before. Uh, a good friend of mine shared his theory of the uh, hyperbolic string theory and I had no idea. I was, I couldn't even compute, but after this happened, I now know that the multiverse is real and it does exist. Is it possible in any way that while using ecstasy would give you this type of experience? No, 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 sir. Uh, because I've done, um, these drugs before and never had this experience happen. Um, it was, this all was the reason that it happened. My soul was tired of coming to earth. Mm -hmm. It was, I was so lost and it wanted to get help is the whole reason it happened. When you saw these gray alien beings, was this during your NDE or afterwards? This was after it. Are you still seeing beings? Not anymore. Uh, since this has happened, I've seen one fire orb in the sky. And that's been it. How long ago did this happen? Uh, that was July 4th, two years ago. Since this experience, how has your life changed? Oh, wow. Um, I no longer fear death. I was terrified of it, and I no longer fear it. And I, I was a bad person. I've done a lot of bad things in my life, and... I've righted those wrongs, and I now know that what what make every day count, I will make every day count. And what my Father God told me is to, to put so much love into the world because there is a lot of souls on this planet 
that are lost and corrupted by these negative entities. And I also was given a message that throughout Earth's history, there's been global catastrophes that have happened. Civilizations have been wiped off, wiped off the planet. And I was shown that if we don't start believing in that you have a creator, it will happen again. And I don't want that to happen. I believe we can be saved. That's the whole reason people are having these experiences because the Father God is not ready to give up on us. He's not. He's not. And I believe our soul is directly connected to him, connected to everything, connected to everyone. And we can change these, these views. Since you're not coming back here next time, where do you think you will go next? I've been having this crazy thought in my head that when we describe extraterrestrials, uh, I don't know how many races there are. I've never seen anyone else other than God in this experience. I, I've never seen pets or anything. But when we describe advanced beings, I'm assuming that's what I will evolve into or where my consciousness, my soul will then go. It seems like you got off track while you're here this time. If so, have you figured out what your purpose is? Yes. My purpose is just to, to love and, and try to try to spread the word, try to spread the word for people to have faith in that life does go on. And the reincarnation cycle needs to stop. It needs to end. Are you saying it needs to end for everybody? Uh, I believe, I believe it, not, maybe not for everybody, but on this earth, it, it, it needs to, because it, it, there's so many people that's so many souls that are lost here that if, if we don't change, I'm afraid something bad might happen. Do you think that we're forced to be reincarnated? No, I, I think it's, I think you, you talk about this with them. I think you talk about it and, and you rather choose to go into a life that you need to experience it fully from birth till death, or there's something in that life that you need to learn and that he will send you there to learn it. Since your experience, have you noticed that you have any new abilities that you didn't have prior? Being able to channel it and, and connect to God and the power, the frequency, the energies that we normally can't see or hear or feel, there is ways to channel them. And I, I've, I've been able to slowly do this. How do you do it? Completely giving myself over to him and whatever... His will is, I follow his word. When you were on the other side, did it feel more real than here? Yes. Yes, it did. Um, because in that moment, my body was still alive here. And I could still see through my eyes sitting in that floor. I could still see through the eyes as all this was happening. But the body was not, it was just alive. My consciousness was outside of this body. So at that moment... What was more real was my soul. I could feel wherever it was and was going. That's what was real. What inspires you 
about your experience? When you say that, I, I just want to be a better person. I want to be a better person and I, I mean, I would love, I don't want followers. That's not what I want. I don't want anybody to hear this and say, this is the absolute truth or, and I don't believe any of it. I don't want that. All I want them to do is there are people that's lost here and I want them to know that God believes in you and he's always been there and all he's doing, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to, to let him know when you're ready. Do you think that when people use drugs, it makes them more susceptible to being attacked by these dark entities? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. And, and this one, I think, has been here around me uh, for a long time. That's why I kept doing the bad things I was doing. I think he, he's probably been here through all of my lives, feeding off me. And um, when you're on the wrong track, that's what they want. They manipulate you. They manipulate the brain. If you can manipulate the brain, well, of course you're going to feed off the soul. And that's what they do. They manipulate us to do bad things because they, they get power out of it. The soul is pure positive power, and they are so negative that they – they need that power. Do you think that the gray aliens were just observers, or do you think they were also negative like the reptilian? I had mixed feelings about them. It, you know, I've heard people say that some gray aliens are friendly. I've also heard people say that they try to befriend you. They put on a smile at first until you turn your back, and then they stab you in the back. Um, these really gave me the vibe of... In that moment, they were observing me because they couldn't believe that I was seeing them. I was able to see these things. They didn't – they operate in a plane, in a dimension, a realm that we're, we as humans are normally not – we can't see. Now, you mentioned that you were tethered during your NDE. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to look at it? And if so, what does it look like? The only thing I could – uh, describe it as is it was just a force so during like an NDE or OBE in this current moment in this reality when if your soul comes outside of your body the body is still alive if the body is clinically dead you have no heartbeat no brain function your soul will think the body is dead and will leave and will have access to this information but if the heart is beating the body is still alive, so the soul can only go so far from that body before it comes back to it. I think that while you were outside of the body and you were there for a long time, you learned a lot of stuff. Is there anything else that you remember that you could tell us about? There is so much. It's just I'm still nervous. I'm still kind of nervous. You're doing great. And uh, I mean, I wrote down a lot of stuff when, when this first happened and I did came come back to consciousness in this moment, I wrote down so much stuff because how to access it, I, I believe in, there has to be some other way to access it than dying. And I'm trying to, to figure out how to do it through meditation. There has to be some other way to access this power. Uh, great knowledge that our even ancestors are, are ancient civilizations on earth 
were able to do powerful things. And I believe they had, they knew what this power was, this knowledge, how to connect to God, how to connect to this power. I believe they knew it. And somewhere between our ancient history and now, it's been hidden from us for whatever reason. And I just, I'm, I'm still learning myself as I'm going. Every day is, it's like I was given a puzzle without the information of why these puzzle pieces fit here. And now it's my, my job to take this puzzle apart and see why this piece fits to this piece to make this grand picture. Do you think that while you were out there, you had access to all the information that there is? Oh, yes. Yes, that was a big thing that I wrote down is when I was outside the body, uh, all knowledge, all that ever was, is, and will be, I had access to it. But as soon as I came back to this form, there was a, I can't even describe how much information was just cut off. It was, I was told that I'm not allowed to have it here. If you've told your friends and family about this experience, how have they reacted? Oh, my mom, uh, she thought it was amazing. Um, I have a cousin who is into uh, trying to astro project and stuff, and he, he thinks it's amazing because he, he, he hasn't tapped into anything like this. Or um, My wife, she don't know to make heads or tails of it. And really, for the most part, all the people that I know, my friends, um, some of them believe me and some of them don't. Some of them say, I believe you because you know, you, you're, you, you have gotten in contact with God now, and that's good. And some of them don't believe me because they want to pawn it off as, oh, you were just high. Which I completely understand that. I'm assuming you don't get high anymore, right? No, sir. Since you don't, do you not really hang out with those friends that do anymore? No, I never really hung out with people that did a lot of drugs anyways. It was more like... um me myself i just i've more than half my life i've gotten high started with marijuana and then just kept experimenting from there trying to find that next high and um ever since then it's just i haven't wanted to i, I found out that i can get the same high from all those drugs naturally chad do you think there's a way to prevent negative entities from bothering us or attacking us oh yes yes uh the way I was shown is, so you might not even know it. You might think it's your own thought, an intrusive thought or whatever. You might not even know that they're there, but you can you can feel the negativity. If it's negative and you know it, more than likely, I can't say that it's a negative entity, but if it is, I was shown to love it. Instead of greeting them with hate and anger, turn to them and say, I love you and be true in it. Even hug them and they'll go away. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Yes, sir. More than, more than okay with that. What's the best way for people to contact you? You can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm always available on Facebook. What's the name of your YouTube channel and what kind of videos do you produce? Okay, the, the name of it is Where Am I 1990. That is my YouTube channel. And um, 
at the moment, I only have 13 videos on there where uh, I talk about my near-death experience triggered something bigger. And I just put every day my whatever I record in life, I have put on there. It's nothing big yet, but I hope it will grow in the future. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Just remember to always, whatever's going on, love, keep love in your heart. Keep love in your mind. Be the best you you can be. Because in the end, in this life, you take it with you after death. And just remember, you you're, don't judge people based on if they're drug addicts, if they're a certain race, religion, sexuality. You're much more than that. You're much more. Chad, thank you for that message, and thank you for being my guest. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.